Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be here with Kelsey Johnson, who is the Product Marketing Manager at AWeber. Welcome, Kelsey. Thanks so much for having me, Dimple. I'm really excited to be here. I am super excited that you're here as well. And today, we're going to be talking about how to use email marketing to grow your business. And we're going to dive into a lot of interesting concepts when it comes to email marketing in terms of how do you take your social media followers and turn them into subscribers? And how do you build a community with email marketing? Because building a community is so important. But before we dive into all that, Kelsey, I'd love to have you introduce yourself, give us a little bit background about where you were before this, how long you've been at AWeber, and just like a little bit of your history. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm actually a marketer. My entire professional career is in marketing. I started at a company offering marketing services and software to the legal industry, and I was doing local SEO at the time. So I really got my foot in the door with the sort of technical side of marketing, and I just thought it was so fun. And I worked my way up in that small company to the director of marketing for the marketing company and was doing everything from uh, technical SEO to email to copywriting to blogging and all of that stuff. So I learned a little bit about everything. And then I moved to a company called Smith AI, which is a virtual receptionist service. And I got to work even closer with a lot of these technical sides of marketing and really get out there in the world. And that's when I started as a product marketing manager, which basically means you know everything about the way that the software works well enough so that you can explain it to people who don't know how any software works. And that's my favorite thing is taking these things that seem like kind of complex systems and making them accessible to everyone because they're for everyone, right? Uh, I started at AWeber this year in early 2021, and I'm so excited as I was telling you because I feel like this is the year of email resurgence. So AWeber is an email marketing tool for businesses, and it, we really pride ourselves on being one of the easiest to use, despite the powerful features that are available. And I, I just am so happy to be here, and I'm so excited to talk to you today about everything email, what AWeber can do, and how people can really use it in an effective way to grow their revenue, to turn those social subscribers into followers, and to create this sort of buzzword, but something that's really important, which is a community around your business. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Kelsey, you said that it's easy to use. And I think that's one component that's really important because when it comes to email marketing, we want to make sure that it is easy for the audience to utilize and to implement, right? So, you know, that is definitely important. And then 
you said that you've seen like an increase in, in people using more email marketing. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think it has something to do with the fact that we've been in a pandemic for over a year and a half? Like, has that had an impact on people spending more time at home, working from home, trying their best to do networking now virtually, whereas in the past they were networking in real life and going to a lot of events and that's changed over the past year or so? Yeah, I think there are a lot of things going on with emails, resurgence and popularity. So we've got the pandemic, right? And everyone's not only everyone's comfortable with email. Email has been around for decades now and people know how to use it. Your grandparents know how to use it. You know, kids know how to use it. It's a fairly simple system of communication. But because of the pandemic being such a huge influence on the way that we're running our businesses, running our lives, people are at home more. People are on their phones more. People are engaging with brands more from their phones rather than in person. And it has made creating a community via email something that's so much more important and everyone's there. Everyone's in the room with email now. Everyone's already on their email. They're shopping on their email. They're emailing their family and friends. They're setting up Zoom calls on their email. You know, it's somewhere where everybody's already in the room. And that's, I think, the first main reason that it's having this resurgence. But there's another really important reason that email is coming back and, and being so valuable to especially business owners, small business owners, and, you know, marketers, people trying to build this community is people are getting a little bit tired of social media. There is so much social media and it's very exhausting to use. And because people are at home all of the time now and on their phones all of the time, they're noticing, hey, when I'm on social media all the time for my community, it can be a little bit tough on me. And so people enjoy interacting with their community more on email. And then the other thing is, there's tons of social media platforms. So if you're trying to communicate with your audience, with your customers, with your fans, with, with the people that you want to talk to, if they're not on Instagram, you know, Instagram is a great tool. Social media is a great tool for communicating with people and discovering people. But if you want to talk to every person, you can't do it on Instagram because not every person is on Instagram. You can't do it on TikTok. You can't do it on Facebook. People have chosen the platform that they like the most. And email is this great, great way to bring them all together into the same place and talk to them all. Not to mention, you're not subject to any algorithms. So everybody send an email to gets every single email every single time. Yeah, I think you have a point because not everyone is on Instagram, even though we would love to think, oh, everyone's on Instagram and everyone's on TikTok, everyone's on LinkedIn. The truth is they aren't. And there are people that are still very old school. Are there people that they're too busy to go on social media? However, they are consistently on their email and they're, you know, seeing emails come through. And if you catch them at the right time, when they happen to be on their email, there's a chance that they're going to open up that email and they're going to see your message and they're going to opt in or whatever it is you want them to do or sign up for a free masterclass. When it comes to email marketing, I think one of the most difficult things for people is that when they sit down to write that email, 
they don't know what to write. They get lost in their head. What are some very impactful messages or even taglines or any tips that you have for our audience? Like if they're just getting started with email marketing, what can they do that would be impactful? Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right. It's so hard. It's hard to sit down and write an email. You're not talking to somebody. You, you know, it feels more permanent because you write it and you're like, oh, I got to edit it. And then I send it into the ether and I can't delete it from somebody's inbox. I can't take it back. So whatever I say is really important. Um, and I've got a couple of tips for you. The first, especially if you're just getting started on this sort of newsletter journey, starting to send out emails to your customers, trying to build this audience, whatever it is that works for your business and is going to help you ask. Find the people who already really like you and who are already fans of your business or who have been really successful customers or clients in the past and ask them, what kind of emails do you like from the other businesses that you're getting? Do you want to hear about my backstory? Do you want me to send you news and articles? Do you want to just have a fun anecdote? You know, if you're like an author or a podcaster or something like that, do you just want to hear What's my favorite podcast this week? And you'll start to find out, you know, some of the things that you can send out in these emails that are, and of course I'm talking about non-salesy emails, which is fairly important to send a decent amount of those because that's how you build that trust. That's how you build the community. You're, you're offering out these things. Yeah, the second thing I would say is don't be too stressed about it. Everyone is on their email all of the time and you can't bring it back, but because it's having such a resurgence, your email's not going to be in somebody's face every single moment. So if you send out one that's not too popular, try something else and you know, write something, come up with an idea, send it out, ask in the email for feedback. Hey, did you like this? Do you wanna hear more about this? With a platform that you send it out on like Aweber, the platform will tell you whether that email was popular. You know, if nobody opened it, Aweber is going to say, listen, you only got a 5% open rate on this. You should try something else. Or if everybody opened it, but nobody clicked on what you wanted to inside of there, you can see that metric as well. So you can try a bunch of stuff at the beginning and see what's working best and not stress too much about making sure that very first newsletter you send out, that very first email you send out is perfect. Yeah, Kelsey, I love what you shared because I think that whole testing thing is really essential. It's simple, right? But people forget to think about it that way. It's literally just gauge your audience, ask them what they want and give it to them, you know, and then you're really going to be creating an experience for them where they're going to be looking forward to your email and they're going to open it up. And it's just doing that upfront homework to determine a, who is your target audience? I think a lot of business owners, they don't even know who their target audience is because I'll have clubhouse rooms and I'll ask them and they're like, well, I don't know, or they have to think about it. You know, they need to have a clear understanding of who their target audience is and who's their client avatar. And then they need to know what really matters to them. And they need to be able to speak their language in a way that's going to resonate with them. Right. And I think that's the game changer. Absolutely. And whether it's on email or a social platform, you can ask, right? You can tweet out a poll. What, what are you into? Who are you that's in my audience? If you're seeing this, who are you? Or if you already have this list compiled, you can put together a quick 
form on like a jot form or something like that and send it out in the email say hey this is going to take you three minutes but i'd really like to know who you are so that i can send you better emails better content i love that everyone write that down if you're listening to this episode because that's something you have to implement immediately and now you know i'm looking at your shirt and i see this little guy with his hand who is that this is aj and it's the Aweber mascot. Aweber is actually 23 years old this year. It's a very, very long existing company and we've done a lot of uh, cool stuff this specific year. But AJ has been around with us for the whole time. He is a robot astronaut and he's our fun little mascot. We don't talk about him a lot externally, but if you ever see us at a conference, we are giving away these shirts. They're very popular and soft. And obviously, internally, we just love him. Oh, I know. He's adorable. And you know what's cool? It's like you said, 23 years. And what's interesting is you think of back then, you know, the astronauts and all that. But now we think of robots and he's like a blend. He's like a, you know, a hybrid of both. And I love that because now everything is going towards like artificial intelligence and tech and all those things. So, which which is going to lead me to my next question. So, Aweber's been around for 23 years. They are an OG when it comes to email marketing. You know, how are you guys staying modern and fresh? Like what are you doing to be innovative? Yeah, that that's a great question and I'm so excited that you asked it right now because in the past year and a half Aweber has been releasing so many new things that are very, very useful. And I will say we pride ourselves on being a simple solution. And I actually personally really, truly believe in simple solutions for small businesses. I think that sometimes when we talk about tracking, we talk about automation, we talk about technology, that can sound intimidating. And this is a platform that is built so that you're not intimidated. And if you are a little bit, we also pride ourselves on having the best support. I mean, our support team is in-house, they're highly trained, they know more than I do. I love bragging about them. And they really offer live, useful answers 24 seven. To go into a little bit about what we've been launching in the last year. So about a year ago, we launched a landing page feature. So instead of having to have a separate technology for landing pages, you can build it all within a Weber. And what a landing page can do is, like you were saying, Dimple, how you want to know who your audience is. What if you have three different audiences? You know, what if you have students who use your services or products and you have professors and you have you know, moms. I don't know what the service is when I'm coming up with it, but you have these three different buckets of people and you want to talk to them specifically. A landing page is a really simple way to set up a page that speaks directly to students and gives them one thing to do. Oftentimes when people come to your website, they'll see so many different options and they can get a little bit lost. But if you do something like, you know, an ad campaign or a lead magnet or anything like that, you can direct them specifically to this landing page and it sort of flows with the story. They don't get lost on your website. And then what we added this year, which is really, really awesome, is an e-commerce feature. So on one of these pages, you can actually sell a product. It integrates with Stripe. So you set up a Stripe account really quickly and then you can 
you know, upload a picture. Uh, a lot of people are using this on our platform for courses. So if you're a coach or a consultant, or you're just an expert, you know, if you're like a marketing expert, but you want to have a little bit of a side income and you put together a course, you can set that up and actually charge for it on your Aweber landing page with the Stripe integration. And it's one of the lowest fees that you'll pay for any e-commerce platform. It really is. We created this to help out our customers not to, you know, take a bunch of the money off the top. So it's, it's such a cool feature that we launched this year. Tons of people have been taking advantage of it because it's so easy to use and it's, it's kind of nice. It's nice to make that little bit of extra money on the side from something like a course. Oh my God. I love that because, you know, courses, um, a lot of people are learning that they are not just going to keep their knowledge bottled up anymore. They want to share their knowledge and their wisdom with the world and they want to monetize that. And I think there's no time better than now to share your knowledge. I mean, we're still in like a weird phase in the world where like, we're kind of half like out in the open, half on lockdown, and then the future is unpredictable with all the variants. I think it's a perfect time to really focus in on your business. And also with 2022 right around the corner, you know, less than like a month away, I think it's really important to start thinking about your marketing strategy as a whole. So the audience needs to determine like, how am I going to reach my target audience? And I think email marketing is one that if you haven't done it before, it's easy to forget about Kelsey, but I think it's the one that is really very important because when you think about it, your email list is the only thing that you really own. And we all know this for a fact because Instagram was down this year, Facebook was down, and and you can't put all your eggs in one basket. And when Instagram was down and Facebook was down, the people who had an email list were emailing their clients or emailing their announcements because they weren't able to go live stream or, you know, any, any of those things. And I think that that's the power of email marketing is that it's there. You have access to it 24 hours a day. You can send a message out or an announcement anytime that you want. And I think that's very powerful. Yeah. Owning your audience is something that's so, so important. And it kind of brings us into this next facet of email, which is actually the first facet of email, which is collecting those subscribers, right? You can't, you can't send an email to anyone if you, if you haven't collected your audience. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with, especially when they're first getting started is how do I capture my audience? How do I ask for people's emails? It seems a little bit awkward. Tons of people are constantly asking for emails all of the time. And turning those social followers while Instagram is up <laughs> into email subscribers is one of the best ways to do that. And if you think about it, like I said, Instagram, TikTok, these, these other Facebook groups, especially too, these platforms are great for communicating with people most of the time or in, in their own way. And so you have built this audience of people who likes you, who has seen your face, who knows what your dog looks like. They are not going to be upset if you say, hey, listen, just in case something else goes down, can I get your email address and sign you up for my newsletter? Here's what I send out in my newsletter. I will send you out resources. I will email you once a week. I'm not going to spam you with a bunch of this or that. People will sign up for your 
email list and you can communicate with them that way. And then it's just sort of like an insurance plan, right? Even on these platforms can also kick you off of them or they can decide to change the algorithm. So you're not able to reach as many people. This happened a few years back, but on Facebook, where all of a sudden these brands are like, I have to pay to talk to the people who already like me. And so email is a really, really great backup plan for you to be able to still reach your audience, for you to communicate with them, and for you to, like you said, we call it owning your audience, but that's what it really means. It means you get to decide when you talk to them. And when you set up an email list in a platform like AWeber or any of the other ones, we don't own that list. If you want to take it and download it and bring it somewhere else, you are absolutely entitled to do that. This is not something that is within, we are just a tool for you to use it to communicate with people. And so it's, if you're not already doing that, or if you're not doing it enough, I highly, highly recommend that you prioritize that. Another thing um, that I always like to talk about when I talk about email is, so when you talk about a lot of these other forms of marketing, whether it's advertising or, you know, social media marketing or any of these other platforms, you're driving awareness. You're bringing people's awareness to your business. Email is not really a big awareness tool, right? You have to have somebody's email address already. They already know who you are and they've opted into this list, but there's this wonderful statistic that I love, which is 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your customers. That top 20% of your customers, and this is on average, it depends on the business, obviously, but that top 20% of your customers, the people who continue to come back and buy from you, these are also the people who are referring you. They are the ones who are gonna wanna hear from you on a regular basis and if you are sending out these emails, you can communicate with them. What, what's new in my business that you might want to buy? What are the discounts that we have going on? Or, hey, I'm still here. Like, do you, you have any questions for me? Do you want us to do something new? We like you. You know, happy Thanksgiving. Keeping that sort of top of mind. We call it, I think it's still called top of mind marketing. But yeah. basically, having the person know that you are still exist. They remember you because you sent them an email last week and they thought it was really sweet and you gave them some great resources. Then the next time they need your services or they're thinking about your products or they're buying something for Christmas, they're like, oh yeah, that company. I, I remember them. I like this company. It's owned by Kelsey. She has a dog that I've seen on Instagram and she just shot an email into my inbox and I want to purchase from her instead of the big box store. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And speaking of that, I think for a long time, a lot of people have always, you know, thought like, oh, everything needs to be all about business. And I think that times have changed. And the times of being all business are gone. I think people are going to resonate with other people because they have something in common, or they see you as a human being and not just as a company, a small business, an entrepreneur, an organization, a business coach, a lawyer, a doctor, whatever, right? So I think people need to be a little bit bold and brave to show a little bit of their personality in their emails, a little bit of their personal life, because I think that is what is truly going to have someone who's opening up that email be able to see them as more than just another email, but more so as a human being, a person that they can create a bond with. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, there's building a community is truly, in my belief, the way to scale your business. You can sell one to one, but as soon as you get the people who all have the thing in common, which is that they needed what you offer together and you start to sort of grow that community, they can engage with each other and then they're, you know, they're touching base with each other. That top of mind marketing is happening without you even having to do it. And it's great for getting feedback. It's great for goodwill. So if you think about doing this, you know, building out this community, what you really need to start thinking about is yourself as the leader. And just because you're good at something, just because you started a business doesn't necessarily mean that you are a, have a leader mentality. But if you're going to build this community, you are the boss of this community. You are the one that is setting the tone. You're the one that is uh, engaging with people and having them meet each other. And this is something that, you know, email is a really great way to get this started. We actually at Aweber, we have another feature that we have been building and we're going to continue to build upon. And it's called the Newsletter Hub. And this is a place where all of your emails that you've sent in the past that you want to show can show up almost like it's a blog list. But as we build it out a little bit more, it's going to be able to have the capacity for people to comment and people to engage with each other on this platform. And so what you're going to be able to do is build out your own community on your own platform that isn't subject to some of these other platforms, algorithms or anything like that. And if you start to think about that in the future, you start to think about where am I going to build out this community? What you have to do first is take a step back and look at yourself and say, I'm, I am the leader here. I am the most knowledgeable. I don't know everything about everything, but I do know the most about my thing. And other people want to know about it. Other people want to talk about it. They want to talk about their difficulties. They want to talk about their successes. And so it's, it's really in order to have like a scaled business that's really successful and really well marketed, you have to start thinking about this community feel, how you're going to build out your people, your tribe, as they call it. Yeah. And, and building out that tribe, how often do you think that people should be reaching out to their list? I mean, do you, what's a good number that you guys have found? It very much depends on what you have, what type of business you are. I always say that the quality of the content is more important than the cadence. I think that even if you're a really small business, you definitely shouldn't be sending out emails any less than once or twice a month. So make sure, you know, you start to come up with some ideas on what to send, but you can repurpose content from your social media platforms too. We didn't talk about that at the top, but you can, at the very beginning, just take what people have already seen and send it in, in some emails. But to me, I, I, always say, don't just send an email to send an email, make sure that you have something to say. And if you don't put together something to say, like I said at the top as well, a list of resources. If I was going to send out a product marketing manager blog or like a copywriting blog, I would maybe have my first couple of emails be like, here are all of the blogs that I, you know, subscribe to. Here are the emails, other email lists that I like, or this is my favorite free software that I like to use that's really useful for me. Things that I really find beneficial, send out that kind of useful content. Like you said, you don't have to be selling all the time and really try to commit your personal personality in the email, but 
don't just send it to send it. If you if you can get it up to maybe like twice a week, then that can be, you know, really, really productive if you have, you know, especially if you're selling products and you have a lot of products to sell and you have a lot of new inventory and being able to send out those twice a week emails is really great. I'm on some email lists where I think they send it too often. I'm going to just say it. I'm the email marketing product marketing manager. And I think that sometimes every day is too much for me, but that not, might not be too much for your audience. So, so test it out. See, see what people are liking. If you're sending it every day and a bunch of people are unsubscribing for your list, maybe you know that that's too much. Yeah, I think every day is a little bit overkill. Well, every day, maybe it's okay. But if you're sending an email like two or three times a day, it's a little annoying because I haven't even read the first one and then the next one arrives and the next one arrives. Yeah. And it almost seems like you're being too pushy to just be salesy instead of more like what you said, sharing information. Because here's the thing, you can't just send out an email and expect to like sell to your audience. You have to warm them up. You have to really build that, you know, relationship with them online and you have to provide value. And if you can provide value for like three or four emails and then you make an offer, I think that's a good rule of thumb. But um, don't just expect to like sell without providing value. The other question I get sometimes is people used to do email marketing and then they just kind of fell off the bandwagon. They stopped doing it and they want to start doing it again. But they're like, well, I don't know what to say now, or how do I title the title of that email? So what are some tips on if you are been MIA for a while and then you're back? Like, what are you going to say in the email title? Hi, I'm back. Uh, yeah, you could. I, I definitely want to impress upon people something that we always talk about at AWeber, which is if you have what we consider an old list, a list that you haven't contacted for over a year, you do not want to hit the ground running emailing them again, because there's a certain element of legitimacy that's tied to your email address and you're sending out from your email address. And this is a concept that we call deliverability, but it's basically like if your domain name has a higher ranking and it can rank better in Google, your email address has that sort of legitimacy and you'll lose it if a bunch of people are like spam, 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 or unsubscribe, unsubscribe, you know? So I would say send out that first email back be really, really blatant and really, really short with it, but just say, hey, I'm back. This is me, again, if, if you've forgotten, this is who it is, you know, I'm your chiropractor, or I recognize that I haven't talked to you in a while and this is exactly who I am. And then in the email say, this is what I'm gonna be sending. I wanna get this going again. This is the content that you should expect to receive. You know, here, and maybe even have like an additional opt-in, say like, please let me know if you want to continue to receive these. Because when it comes down to it, I mean, we talk a lot about building a community and we talk a lot about, you know, getting good open rates and sending out emails and growing your list. But let's face it, at the end of the day, we're trying to sell. <laughs> That's how our business runs and runs forward. And if there's somebody that doesn't want to hear from you at all, there's no point in having them on your list anyway. You don't want to be sent, but it's like a vanity metric. You know, you don't want to be sending to a bunch of people who are literally never going to read your emails, open them, buy from you, tell anybody else about your services. So you want to make sure when you're re-engaging with that old audience that you're only getting from that audience the people who really want to hear from you. I also think that in that first email, obviously in addition to being honest and talking about the elephant in the room, hey, I haven't emailed you in two years, but here I am. Um, try to be a little funny. 
you know, maybe depending on what you do and what, how serious your business is, but maybe add a fun little gif. People respond so well to humor. And if something makes them laugh a little bit, they're probably going to be like, oh, this is the kind of personality I'm going to be seeing in this, e these emails. All right, I'm in. I want to see, I want to see a couple more of these. So if, if you have something that you think is very generically and very not at anyone's expense, but very funny, you know, add it in and make somebody laugh a little bit and then that'll get them That'll get them going. And I always like to say this too. Don't forget, you get emails too, right? What emails do you like? What emails do you open? Which emails are you unsubscribing from? Take a look at that and really think about it. And it will give you at least your first step of insight into what you should be sending to other people. Yeah, I love that you're saying add a bit of humor into it because somebody could be having a bad day and they open up your email and maybe it helps them smile or laugh. And that's going to change the entire day that they're going to have thanks to one little email that you sent. But you put a little bit of humor into it or a little bit of personality, even maybe a little bit of sassiness, right? I mean, people are going to resonate with people for them being authentically them. And, and I, I would say like, don't try to pretend to be someone else behind that email when you're sending it. Don't be a fake person or don't be what you think your audience wants you to be, but instead be authentically who you are, because when you show up as who you are and people can see that you're being real, they're going to say, you know what? Well, this Kelsey girl, at least she tells it like it is, right? She's funny. She's sassy. She's not going to sugarcoat it. She's telling it like it is. And I think people will have more respect when they can see that you're just being authentic versus pretending to be a version of yourself that you're really not. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You could do something fun in every email too. Like if you really like dad jokes and despite the fact that your emails have nothing to do with humor or dad jokes or anything, but you have one at the bottom of every single one, people are going to open those emails, you know, maybe not everyone, but the people like me who like the dad jokes, they'll open them. And that's like, you can read all of the blog posts about optimizing your forms. And obviously that's important or having the perfect lead magnets or the perfect funnels or whatever. But what it comes down to is that every single person who opens your email is a person. So if you act like a person when you're emailing them, they're going to like it more. And if they don't, again, maybe that's not the right person to be on your list anyway. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay because, you know, you don't want to force someone to be on your list if they really are not interested in that. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I know like a lot of podcasters, like they always ask me like how to market and promote their podcast episodes. And I would love to know in terms of podcasters, how can podcasters use Aweber and email marketing for what they're doing every day? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, podcasts. I love podcasts because what a great community you already have. But it's all one way right now, unless you already are doing email or communicating with them in other ways. And it's, you know, you it's just you talking to them and you don't have any way to communicate with them other than via the podcast. So it's such a good idea to start collecting people's email addresses and, you know, just just mention it in the podcast. Say, hey, sign up for my email list. And then there's a couple of things that you can do as a podcaster to reach out to your audience. First of all, send out an email every single time you publish a new podcast. That way, you know, people are 
listening to podcasts in lots of different platforms. I don't listen to it in the Apple platform anymore, but it can be, the algorithm can be very weird there too. And people might not see or get a notification of your podcast. Maybe your super fans are, but not everybody. So send out an email. And what you can do in Aweber is you can send it out automatically. So using your RSS feed, you can trigger, you know, you can design the email in Aweber and then plug in your RSS feed and the Aweber platform will recognize that there's something new in that feed and can send out that email automatically. You know, podcasters already spend so much time editing and producing, finding guests for their podcast. Thank you very much, podcasters. I love podcasts. And then, you know, you're also tweeting about it and you're also putting it on Instagram and all of that stuff. You want to use your RSS feeds automation capabilities to make your life easier. And that's something that you can do within the Aweber platform itself and send those straight out. But you can also start to build this community, right? You can start collect these email addresses. You can send out a newsletter. I get some fun newsletters from um, bigger podcasts where they do like what I, what I talked about. They talk about the things that they like. These are, you know, I'm working from home. These are my favorite affordable sweatpants that I wear every single day. Or this is the book that I read last month that I really loved. And I think even if you have a podcast that's really educational or slightly on the more dry side, you are still a person and they're listening to your voice every single day. Podcasting on the listener side really feels like having a friend. So send them out information about what you like, what you're interested in, and you know, start to build that community and that trust. Yeah, community and trust are so important. And I think that building a community is something that also increases not only your influence, but also your revenue. And I think everyone nowadays wants to increase their influence and, you know, their authority and their revenue. And I think being very strategic and having a game plan to have an email marketing plan as part of your marketing strategy is key. And a lot of people are not taking advantage of it because maybe they are just too busy spending all their time on Instagram and TikTok and Reels, and then they forget, well, I should be building up a list. I should be reaching out to my list. I should be letting them know what I'm up to. And I think the great thing is whatever it is that you're working on in, in life, you can actually take that information and you can share it with your audience in an email. Like if you had a reel that went viral recently, you can take the link for that reel and you can send it in an email and you can tell people the story of behind the scenes of what happened. So I think there's, you know, so many different ways to, to spin that. So, you know, I'd love to get your thought on that, but then I also want to dive into a little bit about how lawyers can use email marketing, you know, to, to really just, you know, expand their practice and really stay in touch with their even existing clients and future potential clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think you said it best on the first point, but it just goes back to that repurposing content. If it was popular on Instagram, it's going to be popular in your email too. One of the other things that I like to always say is don't be afraid to make that ask for the sell. Don't make every single email and ask for the sell. But if you are building that community, start asking them to buy from you and they will. And as soon as you see them doing that, that'll, that'll encourage you to send more of those emails. Lawyers are across the board. I think that there's a lot of opportunity that's being left on the table for lawyers. And 
I think that it's because of the way that you sort of build a community in a different way and the way that you sell can be so long form and different lawyers have different sort of lead times. Sometimes it can take a year before somebody after they've heard of you for them to take you on as a as an attorney or, you know, it can happen within an hour. But there's a couple of things that are really useful for lawyers when it comes to email. And the first is a welcome email campaign is what we call it. Now, this is automated. This is something that you can trigger from your CRM. You can trigger it by uploading a new subscriber into your account. You can set up all kinds of integrations and stuff. But what you're doing is you're saying hi to your new client. And you're saying, this is how I work. You're setting expectations. You're touching base with them. Hiring a lawyer is something that's really expensive. And it's usually happening at a really bad time in somebody's life. And so they want a lot of handholding. They don't want to be left alone. But you, you've got a new client. You've got tons and tons of work to do. Not to mention, you know, all, everything else that you have to do as a lawyer. So setting up something like an automated campaign that goes out you know, once a day for five days and then every two days after that. And based on your experience with what people want to hear, you can really touch base with them. Say, hey, this is what's happening tomorrow. This is what's going to happen next week. These are the documents that I'm going to need from you. Everything's going to be OK. I've done this, you know, 879 times before. And so I've got you. That is one of, I think, the most powerful things that you can do once you've already retained a client to make the experience better. And as we all know, once that experience is really great, then they're going to be talking about you to their friends. And so that sort of tail end of having a really great experience with that client is going to be so much better for your business in the long run. And then another thing you can do if somebody has heard about your business, has signed up to receive information from you, you have a lead magnet, which is how you're bringing them in, you can kind of use almost exactly the same template, this welcome template, as a lead nurture campaign. Again, automated. I hate, I always hate asking lawyers to do any more work because they're so busy, but you can set it up so that it goes out automatically. The, the person says, yeah, I do need a checklist on what to do if I'm getting divorced. Then they are added to this email list and they know it's happening. You know, you let them know that it's happening and they get, okay, here's what our firm is about. Here's who we are. This is the experience that I have. You know, this is the type of cases that we've taken in the past. Maybe that's a video. Maybe it's a, a short hello email. And then the next one is, here's what the process is going to look like if you work with us. And then maybe the third email is what we call social proof. Here are 12 of our best reviews or three of our best reviews from real people who have hired us and had a great experience using our firm. And what you do with both of those things is you set yourself apart from the competition and you really let somebody who is very, very stressed out and in a tough time in their life know that you are the right lawyer for them. And because this is not something that necessarily a lot of lawyers, especially solopreneurs, you know, solo lawyers are doing. This really, really gives you the edge on your competition. I love that idea because it's essentially, yes, an onboarding process. And it tells them that you truly care and you are, are also going out of your way to communicate with them effectively, which is important. And I think the advantage to lawyers, if they were to implement, you know, this type of onboarding funnel of, you know, sending out these emails would be that they create it once and you send it out 
And it also is going to save them the time from getting those phone calls from the clients with all of these questions of, well, what's next? Or how do I fill out this form? Or what do I do? Right. And all of those things. I even think about it in terms of, okay, you can have these emails and each email can be, okay, you know, we need to get this application, this form filled out from you. We need these documents. This is what we need. And then send it to them. And then there can be a reminder that goes out that says, oh, and by the way, did you think of putting this information together? And if you didn't get a chance to send over the other documentation, please go ahead and do so. I think it, it keeps the flow of the work going so that when it's time to actually meet with a client again in person or go to court or whatever it happens to be, it doesn't slow the whole process down because that can cause stress on the client it can also cause stress on, you know, the attorneys and, and their colleagues. And I think that it's a really creative way to just, you know, show your clients that you're organized, you're on top of their case, you're on top of what you're doing. And I think that goes back to that trust factor where they're going to trust in, in who they put their belief in when they hired that attorney. So I love that. Thank you so much. That's, I think that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I did just want to mention one other thing. You might already have a case management platform or a portal that's sending transactional emails to your clients. You need this in addition to that. This is a person being a friend who's saying hi, who's being real, and you can brand it and you can make it feel nice and you can make it sound really nice. A lot of times those automated emails that come from those platforms are very transactional and they just don't give the same kind of feel. So keep that in mind if you're like, oh, I'm, but I'm already sending them automated emails that tell them what I need. This is going to do a lot on top of that to really help help your client feel a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And because there's so many different email marketing platforms out there, I mean, you know, there's Active Campaign, there's um, ConvertKit, there's like, you know, there's a lot, right? MailChimp. How is Aweber different from all the other platforms? Like what is the real key differentiator there where it's like, we are the leaders in the space because of these things? Absolutely. Uh, there are three main things that I tout as us being the leaders in the space. Uh, the first is that easy to use, that simplicity of use where you get into this platform and there's not a huge learning curve like there can be with some of these other platforms. And everything that we do we try to make it as simple as possible for you to get that put together. The second thing that I already mentioned, but I can't say it enough, is our support team. Our support team is there. They are live people who work at our business, who go through very extensive onboarding processes and training, and again, know way more than I ever could about not only our platform, but what might go wrong when you're putting together a campaign. They can direct you to all of these resources that we have put together, videos and documents and stuff to help you take what's an idea in your head and turn it into a reality in the platform. And you just won't hear a bad word about them. They're so wonderful. And the third thing that I've been hearing a lot recently actually is we have a lot of integrations. As a company that's 23 years old, we integrate with over 700 platforms. And some of those are through Zapier and some of them are direct, but a lot of them are direct. And a lot of the people that I've talked to recently who have chosen Aweber are just like, well, you work with the systems that I already use. And that's another thing that I've always 
truly believed in, you know, your systems need to talk to each other so that you do not have to copy paste. That's not necessary in 2021. I love that because I am definitely a tech nerd and I love Zapier and I love integrating things. And, you know, when systems can talk to each other and it can just streamline the entire process and it helps you be more productive. I think that's amazing. I just thought of another question that I was going to ask you earlier. So back, back in the day, I'm sure you remember this company called Infusionsoft, which otherwise known as Confusionsoft. And, <laughs> and a lot of the things that it did like, for example, like the different triggers and, you know, email funnels in a way where it's not just like basic emails, but it's like, oh, if this happens, this happens, right? A happens and B is going to be happening. Does A Weber have something similar on a smaller scale that people can take advantage of setting those kind of things up? Yeah, absolutely. And I want the podcasters to specifically pay attention for this as well. We have something called campaigns. And I'll say Infusionsoft, if you're a small business, it is not for you. It's too big. It's too expensive. You can hire people who are, are tech trainers on this for your business. So it's not the best one for you. But we have something called campaigns. And that's what you would use if you set up that welcome campaign that I talked about, if you, you know, as a lawyer or any other type of business. And basically what happens is that there's a, what's called a trigger. And that is the event that happens for something to start, for an automation to start. Aweber just has two triggers. It's either you get subscribed to a certain list or you have a tag added to you. Now that tag, you can add tags in lots of different ways that I won't get into today, but basically you start this campaign. And then as of right now, what you can do is send out specific emails and then set up times to wait in between those emails. So you can set out an email immediately. You can wait an hour. You can wait a day. You can wait two days. You can wait weeks. So you can set up basically a series of emails that go out. But yeah. what we are going to be adding very, very soon, so pay attention to this, is a RSS trigger. So if you have a new podcast in your feed, that will be a new reason that something's going out. So you could send out an email reminding everybody of your podcast in this same system built in with other emails that are going out as well. We do already have the RSS capability. It's just not tied in with everything else. I love this because I feel like automation is finally being demystified for people who don't consider themselves techies. This is a drag and drop builder. None of it is code. You don't have to wrap your mind around anything too complicated. And it's very, very easy to get this put together, even if you don't have any idea what you're doing right now. And I encourage you, you, you can use this on the Aweber free platform. There's a free version of our software. Go in there and try it out. You're going to be so excited about the things that you can automate. And then, you know, next step is Zapier and you're setting up these complicated, if this, then that automations for your business. Yeah, that's, that's really key. I think getting out there and trying it and doing it. And I'm going to obviously put the links in the show notes for everybody, you know, to try out Aweber and also Zapier and anything else that we talked about. But in terms of anything exciting, I think you guys have some, like an exciting thing you're putting together for December. Do you want to tell us about that? Absolutely. I'm so excited for this. We are doing a marketing week. Now, this marketing week is from December 13th through December 17th. If you're listening to this after that time, still go to the page that I'll talk about because we're going to make all of these resources available afterwards. But it is a series of webinars 
blog post releases and pre-recorded videos that we're going to be releasing all week and it's everything marketing so we're going to be including email marketing but so also social video retargeting tons of different stuff and this is all at a beginner level so if you are maybe like really really good at social but you want to learn more about email marketing try out that track of this event or look up that webinar or that video. We really put this together not to be like, well, we already expect you to know something. We don't expect you to know anything. We just expect you to want to sell something. I love that because people love to learn. And I think that the more knowledge you have, it helps you feel comfortable to implement new strategies into your business. And, and that's how you're going to be successful in 2022 is like just trying something new or learning something new and always be willing to have an open mind to get educated. So that's amazing. I love that. And are there any top secret things that you guys are working on or maybe not so top secret that are going to be released next year? that you're able to share a little bit more about? Well, I think I already spilled the tea on both of these, but we are, we're building out that RSS feature for the campaigns, which is just going to make anyone who has a blog or podcasts live so much easier, which is, I'm so excited for that. We're constantly putting out new templates. So if you do, like you were talking about earlier, if you sit down to write an email and you're like, I don't know what to write. Sometimes you, if you go into our templates, you can get inspiration just by seeing the designs. Um, we put them out for all the different types of holidays and everything too. So definitely take a look at those. And then we will be, our newsletter hub, which is this community builder already exists, but we're going to be adding a lot to that in the next year too. So really being able to not just communicate with people via email, but get new subscribers from your old emails and start to build out this community feel and, you know, stay tuned. If you go to our blog, you can sign up for our newsletter that goes out every week, and then you'll know all of the new stuff that's coming out. And I would assume that on the blog, there's going to be lots of articles and information for our audience in terms of tips on email marketing, like how do they write a great headline or how do they come up like, or do you have any additional resources for that? Yeah, go straight to our blog. We've got a great, we've got seasonal gift guides. So if you want to do like a Christmas gift or a Hanukkah gift, you can grab one of those. Oh, we talk about subject lines, we talk about emojis, we talk about forms, we talk about landing pages, we talk about e-commerce, not just how to use it, but really how to make it work for your business. So our blog's the best place for that. And we also have a YouTube channel if you do not like to read and you instead want to watch some videos about it. Love it. Okay, one last question because you brought up emojis. What is your opinion of using emojis in email? And do you think that it actually helps the conversion rate and the open rates and all that? I am so glad you asked me this because I am currently writing one of the newsletters that we send out with Aweber and I have been testing emojis in the subject line. And I think that you should not put an emoji in every single subject line, um, unless you're Domino's. If anyone gets any Domino's emails, you know they love an emoji. I absolutely love using them, but only if they add to the content. And what I've found from testing is that it doesn't matter. People do not open the emails more if there's an emoji in the subject line. So what you're writing there is really the most important part. But if you like emojis like I do, absolutely. If that, you know, if, if a little suitcase, you're talking about business and you want to put a suitcase or you're hosting a, 
online course and you want to put a little computer, just do it. It's it definitely can't hurt unless you rely too much on them or do it all the time. Okay, great. But I think it's yeah, it comes down to quality content, just create quality content, quality emails, and people will continue to open up those emails because they're going to want more of that. So that's amazing. So this has been wonderful. Is there anything that we didn't cover, Kelsey, that you wanted to share before we go into how people can find out more about Aweber and any social media handles? No, I just I wanted to reiterate that you shouldn't be afraid to send out an email make sure you just try it out. It's a free platform. You can start trying out building your subscriber list and figuring out what they want, but you're really just not ever going to know what the right content is unless you get started. And that's always the hardest part, but I really, really encourage you to do it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Just get started, you guys. And in the show notes, I'm going to be putting all the information you need for AWeber as well as the marketing week that Kelsey was talking about. And make sure that you connect with AWeber on Twitter and Instagram and all the social media platforms. And Kelsey, this was amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. And I'm sure that this episode is going to encourage our audience to get moving on their email marketing for next year. And it's a perfect time to start planning for it right now. And we do have the holiday season coming up. And I'm sure that this is a perfect time to actually ramp up those emails because it's the time to reach out. You have an excuse. You have the happy holidays. You can wish people happy Hanukkah. You can wish them Merry Christmas and then happy new year. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. The holiday season, there's lots of pre-built content for you. So now's the time to get going and then make a great goal for 2022. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope to have you back on one of our future episodes. Thank you, Kelsey. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode and also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is marketing expert and also join her mesmerizing marketing club also on clubhouse for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing 